Hello and welcome to the Oh Dear Podcast. My name is Christian Durant, Senior Vice President of the Oh Dear Podcast, Oh Dear Nation, Oh Dear Limited, Oh Dear Weekly, and all subsidiaries therein for to which with me, as always, on the one podcast where we talk about the things that would make your mother clutch her pearls and yell, Oh dear, are my co-hosts Nick Whitmer and Brett Rabel. Brett! <laughs> Brett! <laughs> I was thinking about renaming the podcast. We should call it Jeez Louise. <laughs> the Jeez Louise podcast. I, I actually want to rename it. I want to make it sound like it's a sitcom based around me. And I want it to be called That's Brett. <laughs> that's Brett. With an exclamation point. So oh, I hope Brett. that's okay. I hope that's okay. That's fine. I mean, How'd you guys, how are you guys feeling? You ready to pod? Oh, yeah, Dad. Oh, yeah. Feeling good. How's everybody's President's Day? Yeah, it was very presidential. You know, I... Uh, no, I <laughs> yeah, it was Donald Trump presidential. <laughs> oh, dude. Fucking seared him, dude. Seared him. Yeah. Because um, it's like not presidential. <laughs> hey, real quick. You remember when Donald Trump... Got everyone at the White House McDonald's and people made fun of him. I know. In that moment, yeah. I was like, uh, dude, do I like him a lot? <laughs> <laughs> that is like such a baller move. That was one move where people were like, that's, he's so, he's such a piece of shit. Those are college <laughs> athletes. They should deserve filet mignon. But it's like, it was such a, it was such a, um, like polarized reaction of like if he was if that was Obama and I hate to use that what about ism no but, but in Obama, this example they would yeah. be like oh my god that's so cool he's the coolest president ever it's just like it's just because you hate the guy yes I mean that's what like he's ru- he's ruined everything in the sense of like <laughs> d- Democrats have completely lost their minds trying to take him down to where like they're still acting like he's president. Yeah, like there's like and then Republicans were just like, well, if this is what it takes to make liberals upset that I'm all for it. So like yeah. both people, both sides are just broken <laughs> because this one man <laughs> like yeah. he can't even order McDonald's without it being like, like it's just like it's it's bananas. Did he have a pre- he didn't have a presidential dog, did he? I don't think so. Did they? Yeah, it was Melania. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, dear. Oh, he's just like a poodle following him around. Shit. (laughs) You know, I had a a friend of mine actually, uh, true story, worked in like the party planning committee of the White House during the Trump administration. Yeah. Ooh, so. Isn't that that interesting, though? So he he was the guy who ordered all the McDonald's? She, I, I think she actually like had to, yeah, do. She was like Melania's, uh, you know. Well, because maybe. she ordered Big Macs for Donald Trump, she's complicit in his racism, so she needs to apologize right now. <laughs> Dude, she told funny. me. Yeah, go ahead. No, it'd just be funny if Trump was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, just put it on your card. I'll pay you back." <laughs> <laughs> Money you are guaranteed not getting back. Exactly. That's so fun. That's Sorry, so what funny. were you going to say? No, it's just you're exactly right, Wit. is like she told me – because she lived in D.C. And her position is one that's – you know, it's it's like one of those apolitical jobs that uh-huh. you – that exist in politics. Like yeah. that is a job where you can – you actually, I think, technically work for the White House. And – no, but she just told me in D.C. – Anytime she had to meet someone, there was always like, a, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, yo, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Except the Republicans booking power is, uh, well, it's a lot less than the Democrats booking power for star talent. Right. But okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't just keep being like, all right, what's that one guy's name? The old guy, old singer, Ted Nugent. You can't just be like, all right, <laughs> once again, we have Ted, Ted Nugent. Nugent. Yeah. Ted Nugent and Tim Allen. 
<laughs> who they yeah, wrote and... out of Toy Story three. The new, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I think I don't think that's gonna be good. I don't think the Buzz movies. I'm so confused by the trailer. Yeah, and like, I guess it's a movie about the actual guy who Buzz Lightyear the toy is based off of. Yeah, it'd be like if He-Man was an actual person and they made the movie about the actual He-Man instead of the toy line. I, yeah. Essentially the, the gimmick of the movie. Who wants that? I mean... There's a, probably a ton of 12-year-old kids who want it, but... Um, I think it's less of yeah, a... Let's how write, bad do they want it? I think it's less of a Tim out. Let, let's get Tim out. so creepy. <laughs> I know. I was like, holy yeah, shit. Well, why don't you show me how much you want to watch the new Buzz movie? <laughs> I was like, you guys are going to look at this van. I have it playing right now on this TV. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think it is, Chrissy? I think it's just less of like a, a let's write Tim Allen. Let's spend $200 million to write Tim Allen out of something rather than like, Let's. How do we, you know, squeeze more juice out of this Toy Story franchise without having then, a brand new Toy Story movie? And then they get to bring in Chris Pratt, who, you know, yeah. it's like there's no one really cares. Like adults might care, but kids don't give a fuck who the voice actor is. It doesn't add anything no, really. to no. the experience. Uh, kids, kids aren't like, ooh, I love Toy Story. Tim Allen was so good in Toy. Like, no kid thinks that. <laughs> no, no, no kid is like, dude, Tom Hanks in Toy Story three. Oh my god! Like, they just think it's Woody. They don't think they don't care about who the actor is. No six-year-old is on IMDb. <laughs> yeah, no, no eight-year-old is sitting there, go, like going through each voice actor, being yeah. like, oh my god, that was <laughs> Wallace Shawn. <laughs> yeah, uh, um, that's so and- funny. I will say this. They don't care who the voice actor is until you change it. And then they're like, why doesn't Buzz look sound like Buzz? Right, anymore? right. But that's less about the who and more yes. about just the thing like, they're familiar with is no longer familiar. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but that's so funny. Kids don't read the trade magazines. Like, oh, they, they passed <laughs> right. up on uh, Oscar Isaac. How about oh that? Oh, my God. <laughs> Walking Phoenix signed with ICM. <laughs> <laughs> what a huge blow to Ari Emanuel. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm, yeah I, I don't know. Dude, I as a diehard Pixar fan, as a lifelong lover of Pixar movies, who has many of their movies are in my top ten. Truly, I think I do think we. I think we said it. Pixar. I think they've jumped the shark. The hmm. shark has been jumped. They've ran out. I think they've ran out of stuff to make talk. And so, when you run out of stuff to make talk, <coughs> talk, you get hyper, hyper like cranial and like subconscious about it. Dude, they ran out of stuff to make talks. So they're like, what if, what if inside your brain, the Talk. emotions talks and stuff. And then the one after that, and then the one after that, they did soul and they were just like, all right, what if even deeper than your emotions? It's like your, it's like your deepest fears and insecurities. And I liked both those movies, though. I thought they were both good movies. Yeah, but you like jazz, and you know it was. Well, you what? Just- <laughs> <laughs> you didn't. You didn't like Soul. I, I I no. I thought it was decent. I just thought it was hype. racist, it- Brett. Yeah, that's what it is. Dude, La La Land was so much better than Soul. <laughs> what a take. What a hot take that is. Um, I do like the idea that Pixar is in its and stuff era. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah I mean, stuff. listen, it's certainly like the bigger you get, the more you have to consider like shareholders and shit. And they're like we need you to print money and we need you to make a thing that's going to be a new ride at the park. And we need you in like Toy Story is a license to print money. Like you can just diarrhea out a new Toy Story. And even if the last one sucks, they'll be like, well, maybe they'll get it right the next one. Like and people will still see it. So it's like Star Wars for the group of people who hate those movies so much. They sure spend a lot of money and time going to see them at the midnight release. (laughs) Like if the movies suck, why are you there at midnight in a line wearing a fucking helmet, dude? Like if the yeah. movies suck that bad, what right. are you doing? Well, the interest one of the interesting things about Pixar now is that like 
All right, so this movie Encanto just came out, and everybody, like, it's all over TikTok. Everybody's singing all the songs and stuff. Right. And I'm like, my wife was like, oh, that's a Pixar movie. But it's not. It's a Disney it's, movie. Yeah, it's, it's a Disney by movie. Disney Studios. So right. it's like, I don't th- even think people, like, understand Realize. anymore or, like, give yeah. a shit that, like, or have the distinction. Like, when Pixar was coming out, there was, like, a Pixar movie. But, like, I'm sure if you asked anybody if Wreck-It Ralph was a Pixar movie, they'd be like, yeah, of course it was. Yeah. I, I think, Yeah. I think you're right. And I think also um, going on top of that is like Pixar used to be like, from what I understand, it was it was basically like Disney bought it. But under the context of like, you guys, we're going to leave you alone and you just keep making your pick, making your Pixar stuff. Yeah. And I feel like that was the agreement for a very long period of time. And I think now maybe to Brett's point, it's like starting to not feel like that. Right. And then things have changed, too, because the head guy was John Lasseter for such a long time. Right. And then, yeah, he just got fired off of some sexual misconduct stuff. The original like one of the original members of their like four, I want to say the four horsemen of Pixar or whatever it was, uh, was died, I believe. Bob. So I don't know. Bob Patterson. I don't know. Whatever. I'm going to come Bob up Peterson. Name, Bob Peterson. So there was like apparently from what I understand, there was like John Lasseter, Pete Doctor. Bob Peterson and like somebody else, and they all had like Harvey a, Weinstein. And Harvey <laughs> Weinstein. <laughs> I, I I do want to. I was thinking about something about that this morning, um, but uh, but they sat down for like a lunch, and they basically came up with Toy Story, A Bug's Life, like The Incredibles, Finding Nemo, and like and Wall-E. I think, like all the big top Pixar movies, they came up with in like one meeting, and then. And then they made those over the years and they're like, fuck, you guys want to have another brunch? <laughs> it's like, well, Bob's dead. Uh, <laughs> there's yes. Some, there's something about like um, ideas coming out of a like a, a certain energy. You know what I mean? Like that's why I, I was watching this video and they, they kind of like echoed my sentiments about like sometimes sequels. Sequels are usually bad because they don't come out of the same creative energy that the first one came out of like they're trying to retrace it like the only ones that are like really usually um great are the ones that are shot all at the same time like lord of the rings but like the sequels are all great because they're all like come up with at the same time as the first one and like come up together and like or like with the godfather it's based off books that have already planned everything out like the lord of the rings also were based off books so like you know, you there's something to stick to. You can't really deviate too much from like a structure that already seems to be working. Yeah, that's why that's why Game of Thrones just totally fuddled out. <laughs> it's because right. the books ended, and then the sh- it was the showrunners' turn to be like, "Yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't it be cool if?" Yeah, yeah. And they turned out they didn't have great ideas for wouldn't it be yeah. cool if, and also. Those two dudes, I think, were just checked out on trying. Yeah, because they're, which is fine. You gave us like six years of great television. Well, I don't know what you would do anymore because if you're one of those guys and you're making something like, and we should get back to Christian's point because I think he wasn't done yet. But no, um, you're 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 making those, you're making that show, and everybody's loving it. And then after the books get caught up, every person on Reddit and all these super fans. And it's like literally a Super Bowl every Sunday for that show. Like yeah. America tuned in to watch that show on Sundays. And it might be the last show ever to be like that too. It might not be, but you know what I mean? Like that's a rarity to have like America's attention the way that that show did. So like yeah. all these can, all these people like writing fan fiction and like coming up with theories. And it's like, you have to outsmart them while still making something good. And if you just yeah. like you, they could have like literally had it down and then they, some fucking person on Reddit guessed it. Right. So they're like, well, fuck now yeah, we can't do that. Wild. Cause you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just feel like it's a terrible spot, but you're also right. When you get past the books, it's like, now it's on you. And then that's, it's really a different job at that point. Like, you know, creating something based off of something and then creating something that's you know, your own are two different things and they're both different challenges and they're both really hard for different reasons. The surprise ending of game of Thrones, the, the surprise ending of the game of Thrones finale was that the writers were CW writers the whole time. <laughs> 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 they're transcribing a book. Um, but yeah, I, uh, yeah. I mean, that also goes back to the star Wars thing of like, I mean, they didn't have a plan. 
they like JJ Abrams just kind of like made up this idea. And then the next guy, Ryan Johnson came in and was like, he didn't have anything to go off of. So he just kind of made up his own thing. And like, all he had to go off of was the script of the first of the movie that JJ Abrams was making. He didn't have like, yeah, not even, he couldn't even like react to the, to the uh, reaction of it. You know, in other words, like, like the movie wasn't even out. So he, he had to anticipate the response. So he wrote yeah. what he thought, like, according to what he thought the response might be. And like, I'm assuming what he read was like, oh, this is just a new hope. And like, he didn't do anything new or interesting. So let me right. do everything different. And then everybody was like, no, we kind of like that, even though like it bothered well, a lot of people. He's like, it's I so- think we're okay with that. And then he fucking came in and like just went against everything. And then well, JJ came he- back and went against everything at his. Well, here's something that's stupid about the whole thing is like JJ or uh, Ryan Johnson, who I think I think it made the right decision. Yeah. And I think it pissed everybody off. But people are so unreasonable when it comes to Star Wars because they want what they want. Yeah. But they don't even like really think like the whole thing with Luke in the first movies, the first three movies the, you know, the, the originals, whatever people are calling them. I know they're not on a different timeline to be the first yeah. three, but it's like the Darth Vader father thing was a twist. Yeah. Right? It was like, a, oh, shit, what? But in the the New Hope, the new version of A New Hope, like they're they're just so setting up that her dad's going to be somebody or her parents are going to be somebody. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? So there's this anticipation, like, who's it going to be? And I think Ryan Johnson was like, well, a reveal now is kind of dumb because we're setting it up so much like the beauty of the first ones was it wasn't set up that much. They just mentioned the father a couple of times, but it wasn't like this lingering thing where you're like, is Luke's dad? Who is it? Who's it going to be? They're going to tell us who's it like. I didn't remember it being that way anyway. I'm granted. I haven't seen the movies in a while. Yeah. But here's the thing. Like the thing about whether or not you agree that they should have set up something. The, if I come to you and go wit, I got a surprise dinner for you. I'm bringing it over. It's going to be great. And then right. I bring over a silver platter and I lift it up and there's nothing there. <laughs> You're yeah. gonna be like, what the fuck, dude? Right. <laughs> like, why'd you build it up in the first place? Surprise. Yeah, what was the yeah, point? Yeah, the, the surprise is that there's nothing. No, yeah. Good food would be uns- would be predictable. But, wouldn't it? but like I said, I I like I, I, I like I like that Ryan Johnson was like, I'm not gonna go this hack route of like <clears throat> having to have like the the same pattern of all the other movies. I think he realized he's like, Oh, this is just a new hope. And, and like you said, and he's like, I don't, I don't want to just make the next, what is it? The empire strikes back. Right. Yeah. Um, he's I, like, I want to, I want to make my own thing. And I think like it's hated. His decision was hated, but I still think it was the right decision. I, I don't hate everything about that movie. And I understand the impulse to do that. The problem is it's like, it just, the whole when you're making a trilogy, you gotta you gotta keep it consistent. It's it just was so wildly inconsistent, and then it went back and forth and back and forth. Was he supposed to do the last one too, the third one? And he got fired because people don't no, like the second one. No, no, no. Um, the guy who directed Jurassic World was supposed to do um, the third one. He actually. So how do you? Wrote, how do you? He do got fired. Just, so he sorry got, to interrupt, but how do you yeah. like if you're gonna do a trilogy and it all has to go together? How do you go? Hey, you direct the first one, you direct the second one, and you direct the third one, and, and then like guys, there's no, yeah, just go out and do your thing. Like all what? different scripts. Yeah, <laughs> like, don't, like don't talk no, no talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. I just that's, feel like that's such a dumb thing to do. That's the that's kind of the mentality of it all. I think the I think the impulse was like what worked the first time, and it was like. Well, George Lucas directed the first one, Irvin Kershner directed the second one, and then Richard Marquand directed the third one. But George Lucas oversaw the whole thing. Like, just because George Lucas wasn't director, he was like hands-on producer every like every day. He just doesn't like shooting movies. He just like doesn't give a shit. Um, but I'm getting too much into Star Wars. But uh <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I I thought there's a lot to like in the second one. I just thought it's like it's just I, don't know. I think what Star Wars fans wanted was Force Awakens, even though they don't admit it. They don't want to admit that like they liked it and that like you just wanted to see the the first movie again. That's all you wanted. And you wanted Luke Skywalker to cut some people down and be powerful and shit, which they got in the Mandalorian, but regardless. Yeah. Um 
I was thinking about this one thing today because we because <laughs> Brett mentioned Harvey Weinstein and uh, close personal friend going. Close personal friend, yeah. <laughs> um, when uh, I was I was like thinking about how like people responded and stuff. I was like one of the most brilliant responses was Steven Spielberg. I remember I was watching a YouTube video and they were like Steven Spielberg's response to Harvey Weinstein, and he's at a red carpet, and this he they're honoring one of his close personal friends, um, this female director or editor or something. And, uh, and they're on the red carpet and somebody sticks a mic in his face. And he goes, Mr. Spielberg, how do you feel about, do you have anything to say about the Harvey Weinstein thing? And he goes, I have a lot to say about the Harvey Weinstein thing, but tonight's not the night. And tonight's about honoring my friend so-and-so. And I was like, that's goddamn genius. Cause yeah. it's like, it gets away with both of like not answering, but like saying, Oh, I, <laughs> Trust me, I've got feelings on it, and you—they're you, what he, he's basically saying. They're what you think. Whatever you think is what I think. Yeah, right? because if you're like, oh, he's defending him. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, yeah, that's uh, that's really funny. He's also like Harvey Weinstein knows that I'm a pedophile, so if I say anything, he's gonna come out with that. So. Let's just say nothing. <laughs> I was like, man, that's such a genius deflection. Isn't it? Like, yeah, that's great. That's really smart. Pretty brilliant. Yeah, right. it, that is good to know if uh, either of you guys ever get in huge trouble. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have anything, Brett? Do you have anything to say about Nick Whitmer's? Uh, so much, but tonight. We're focused on Christian's movie. <laughs> it is kind of, it is kind of, it's so great because like I, I picture him doing it at, it's like, he's like at the trial and he's like, just today, it's just not the time. And they're like, no, this is the time. <laughs> this is the exact time we're at the trial. Of You're our- under oath right now, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you mean now's not the time? <laughs> When did Spielberg get like, I I think like somebody just like pulled his name out of a hat one day. One day he just like became part of the conspiracy. Right. I think he's he's the super. Well, I don't like listen. There's not like there's a smoking gun of anything. I think what it is is he worked with kids. Yeah. uh, And in like E.T. and a few other movies. And I think he even said something that out of context seems creepy about why he loves working with kids. Yeah. Um. It's because they have like hot little butts, you know, but oh, it was no. just taken out of context, you know, like, come on. It wasn't a sexual thing. It's just admiring it like art, you know, like, come on. No, oh, no. <laughs> um, no uh, he said, so I, re- I forget what it was. And I think like Crispin Glover said something like God, that Spence. sounds like a name of a guy Whitmer hates. <laughs> it really does. It Crispin really does. Glover. Yeah. yeah. I think he said something that I don't know, alluded to Steven Spielberg maybe being something of a not as what everybody thinks he is yeah but you know when you're dealing in vagaries that could just mean he's an asshole like you know what i mean like that doesn't necessarily mean he but we go zero to pedophile so quick now you know like it's like you know so i I mean i don't like i could be wrong but i've i've never seen i don't know was he on an epstein flight i I have no idea i know tom hanks was (laughs) uh Yeah. yeah, but you know what's so oh. funny? Going back to the Epstein thing, I actually shot. We were watching this with Sarah last night. Someone made a TikTok. You know those like um, lifestyles of the rich and famous show. Yeah, they literally did an episode where they talked about Epstein, and they were like, "Billionaire Jeffrey Epstein enjoys five airplane." Like, it's I'll send it to you guys. It's so crazy because like it was all there. They were like, yeah. he they even said something like he kept donating to schools. Oh, so boy. he goes, they go, Jeffrey Epstein can't keep himself out of the classroom. And I'm like, dude, oh, like, <laughs> did everybody know? <laughs> did everybody know? <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein pays these 16-year-old models. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, yeah. he the photos Bill Clinton, Chris Tucker. And like, they're just naming them. And like, I'm like, dude, this is like, you could play this at the fucking trial, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my God. Like him with the, all the grade schoolers. Like, you ever see that photo of Leo with like eight or 12 models and his hands are around their waist. It's like even the photo of him with the, the, you know, the kids, it's like his photo, his hands are around their waist. Wow. We really, all the signs were certainly there. (laughs) I'm going to send this to you guys, but it's on TikTok, So just watch it on your own time. Speaking of Tom Hanks is I was, um, 
my my wife sent me something that said Chet Hanks. We were making fun of Chet Hanks last week, but like Chet yeah. Hanks is uh, said that Tom Tom Hanks. He's like, I never had a a role mo- a male role model in my life. <laughs> like what? <laughs> and Chet like, Hanks said that. Yeah, it's easy to say that because we're like we think Tom Hanks is like got to be a great dad. If uh, he, Tom Hanks' son Chet says he did not have a strong male role model while growing up. Which is like, I mean, I'm just reading the headlines. Maybe that's out of context or something. But it is hilarious to be like, America's dad. Was, and we, we can go be like, dude, America's dad. Like, he was obviously a great dad because he was a great dad to all of us. <laughs> but like, <laughs> maybe he was making movies and he wasn't there. And that's why he like looked up the Jamaican guys. That Dude, that's Tom Hanks. Is, I, we know for a fact he was not a good dad. He's too busy. Dude. Yeah. I'm too busy and I'm involved in like three projects going nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm, I'm too busy. I don't have the time for anything. So this guy is absolutely too busy to raise his son. In a video titled the truth about growing up as a Hanks. Oh my gosh. All right. Uh, Which is so funny. My uh, we we always needed a chat tell all. I know, really. <laughs> My experience was even more complicated because on top of fame already being toxic, I wasn't even famous, Hank said. He was perceived, he said, as arrogant, entitled, and spoiled by his peers and didn't have a strong male role model to impress upon him that they are just jealous of you. Hank's 31 and his brother Truman, 26, are the sons of Oscar winner actor uh and Wilson, his wife, sorry, Tom Hanks and his wife. The elder Hanks ha- also has a son, Colin Hanks, 44, and a daughter, Elizabeth, from a pre- previous marriage. Uh, Chet Hanks said he was prejudiced, or I'm sorry, prejudged by people. It was extremely hard to break down their walls, he shared. So I encountered a lot of disdain, a lot of animosity and negativity because everybody was just prepared to hate my guts. Uh, last year, Hanks ranted against vaccines and masks, which is always good. Um, despite his parents being among the first high-profile celebrities to go public with COVID-19 diagnosis. I mean, that's really not relevant to anything. Yeah, that's like how that's how you say a lot of nothing with trying to make headlines. Yeah. Um, well, but also, like, it would be bad. Like, if Tom Hanks was a terrible father, it would be so insulting to be his son because it's like you watch him play dads and you're like, you know what a good dad looks like. You play them perfectly. But yeah. like you so like your bad being a bad dad is a choice yeah. because you clearly know what a good dad is. Yeah. He's like, well, son, I'm not a writer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's so good. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, poor Chet. Poor, poor Chet, Chet, man. If only had- the, the problem was they named him Chet. Like, if your name's yeah. Chet, you have very little. Like, you can do a country singer, yeah, or a truck good. driver, or a white rapper, or <laughs> Bob Evans Steakhouse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're putting a ceiling on that kid, real quick. Um, like Colin, Colin's doing great. Colin seems fine. I mean, whatever. I don't know what he's doing. He's doing Juneteenth the movie too. Uh, <laughs> what is that real? <laughs> no, we spoken into existence, dude. Yeah, uh, you don't know yeah. that. This is a we're we're a tastemakers podcast. People listen to it and then they 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 adopt whatever we say as what the good taste is in a country. So clearly, we, we pitched that movie and now it's going to be made. Do we have any thoughts about? Um, I don't know, too serious, but Russia going into Ukraine, does that like, I I keep seeing this story and I'm like, I feel like I should be worried, but I also don't know if I read enough news to be worried, you know? Uh, I I can go for it. I, I just like, it sounds, I just don't trust anybody. Yeah. Because if you're sitting here, if you're sitting here, I know better. If you're sitting here and you're telling me that we need to intervene with the Ukraine, I'm like, is this another WMD situation where you're yeah, telling exactly. me that there's this thing and it's really important? And then I go, okay, well, if it's important, then I guess. And then all of a sudden millions are dead. And then we find out that it's not oh, important at all. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, and then the people who are like, who gives a fuck, dude, let Putin do whatever he wants. He's free to do And I'm like, but it's also like that guy's kind of a dictator, right? Like he's not a yeah. good dude. He's like kills all of his political rivals with poison. Like, is this, are we really just letting this guy's impulses be okay? Is this like the policy of appeasement with Hitler where we just let him do whatever and hopefully he'll get it out of his system? 
So I have no idea, dude. I, I, I think that's the biggest problem with the world now is like it's so hard to, to know what's true anymore because mm-hmm. there's just so much information and oftentimes it contradicts the stuff and oftentimes the sources are questioned and oftentimes I, I have no I have no idea. So that's where I stand. I, I think the American media and the American uh, what is it private weapons complex they do want to war and they of want they want us they don't only want that they want us to want to war yeah and i feel like most people aren't paying that much mind to it because there's like this i think feeling of like we don't want a war and i think a lot of american media is blowing out of proportion up what russia is doing I think even Ukraine's president, who, by the way, is a stand-up comedian. Did you know that? No. Right? Did you know That's Ukraine's so president? Well, no is wonder he... they're in this mess. This dude's doing fucking bringer shows. Like, get your <laughs> shit together, dude. Yeah, dude. It he's like, if it. we bring the Russians in, we'll have more people to come to my comedy shows. <laughs> dude, he slid into my DMs asking for a spot on one of my shows. <laughs> like, Jesus, bro. Um, dude, I'm getting ready for JFL. You got five? <laughs> What if he was a new face? <laughs> JFL new faces is like the young, like you got selected to be a new face at the big festival. Yeah. <laughs> it's just him. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think even he said like, apparently American media was like on Wednesday. It And tell me what this sounds like. They were like on Wednesday at 2 p.m. Russia will begin their official assault. Wednesday, two p.m. rolls around, and what We're doesn't happen? Though <laughs> this doesn't, time, though. then it doesn't yeah. happen. It didn't happen. So it's uh, as someone who's not that informed, but it seems like classic media wants it and so we're hyping it up but that's QAnon shit it didn't like yeah, but they're literally is, setting yeah, a yeah. date like and then it yeah. doesn't happen the doomsday doesn't happen so they're like no 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 it's actually ne- the next next wednesday oh so sure. yeah um, my mayan calendar was off sorry uh, a lot of people yeah, like yeah. Glenn, a lot of people like glenn greenwald who know a lot more about this than i do seem to believe that like the big mainstream media places like CNN and stuff are just mouthpieces for the CIA and other like intelligence communities where it's funny because it's always historically been the right who have been like pro law enforcement, FBI, central intelligence. But I think because of Trump and how the intelligence community went against Trump, they aligned with the left. And now the left is like becoming the, hey, listen, they, he, they have to have weapons of mass destruction. Like, come on. It's 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 just Saddam Hussein. Like, you know, like they like the press really led, led that war. Uh, we in Iraq and it was because the, the intelligence communities and all the right wing people were like, we need this war to avenge 9-11 type shit. And now it's like the left wing is the ones who really want the the war and i think that they put this shit out on the big stream mainstream media sources to, to gauge the appetite for america and for the american public for what they want of this war yeah and i'm like it's i think you're right no one i think no one gives a shit everybody's kind of like dude like we it's been three years we're year three into a pandemic like who like no one has an appetite for this so i don't yeah. know i i it's funny that you said that like your military industrial complex it's like can we we haven't had a war in a while like it's just a guy like it's been a year and a half (laughs) yeah we pulled out of our (laughs) afghanistan so and then they have they what they honestly have is like they they literally like if america was a business and we had it in our budget of our business that we spend so much money on one thing which is defense you could like the people who are in charge of that could be like, guys, we need to use this shit. Like we spend so much money on it. If you were running yeah. a business, you'd be like, yeah, why are we spending so much money on this? Like if we're not using it. Yeah. It's their per, it's their per diem. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. well, fuck, if we don't get this many nukes, like, well, just the money just goes away. And we're out yeah. of the job. Like, I don't know. I guess you could transfer that money to like other stuff we need. But no <laughs> one, dad, that's the biggest. Yeah. No one does yeah. that shit. Like, wouldn't it be great if the defense budget was like, hey, we didn't spend all the money, so let's give the rest of it to the schools. But they're like, no, 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 no. We need to create a 
laser ah, machine gun super laser. that'll never be used. <laughs> a laser machine gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love when like mil- the military puts out videos of like the like jetpack thing on the water, and yeah. I just am like, dude, I like don't care. It's not that cool. It really yeah. isn't. And they're like, this prototype costs four hundred million dollars. You're like, what? <laughs> That's what you did with four hundred million. Is. All it is, all that that all that money just goes toward that one group of soldiers having an awesome afternoon. Right, right. <laughs> That's all it is. Yeah. It's like the most fun, like show and tell day for all those guys, yeah. where they're just taking turns in the jetpack, making yeah. cell phone videos, sending it to their spouses. What the videos don't show is the jet skis on the side that they brought over too. They're like, well, since we're already out there, <laughs> let's have a beach day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you ever see the McDonald's documentary? It was the McDonald's like Monopoly game documentary about these people that were scamming the Monopoly game. No, uh, I hadn't seen the documentary, but I heard about it. It wasn't like I didn't finish it because it wasn't all that interesting. It was it's, it was interesting in the beginning. It started going off the rails and like. I don't know how you make that story boring, but like it was kind of interesting at the beginning that like the whole thing got figured out because like there's like a guy at the FBI who was just he was like a bro and he's a very broy in the uh, documentary. He's like, dude, I'm telling you, like he's cracking jokes the whole time, like trying to be a star. And uh, basically this whole scam of millions of dollars got like found out just cause he was kind of bored. Like, <laughs> like he, he, they gave him an assignment and he just like went with it. Like, really, <laughs> he was just like, like it's that kind of thing of like, do we need a war? I mean, I'm, I'm kind of just sitting here. So let's, um, what's you, what's Russia doing? Uh, <laughs> like he basically just like figured out this whole scam just because he was like, man, this job sucks. Like <laughs> this is boring as shit. What, what what's going That's on? So funny. <laughs> <laughs> How'd so, they scam it again? How did they do it? I do, uh, this is like I watched. They were making they were making counterfeit pieces, pieces. I think, like you know, you peel that. off Park Place, and then they they yeah. would purposely give out a bunch of Park Places, knowing that the other one would never be found. Um, so they basically would just recreate. I mean, it's only a little piece of paper you peel off, so like it's not yeah. like it's such a hard thing to make yourself. Right. They. I think they had access to somebody who's like at the printing place or whatever, whatever the you know, the printers who would do that. And he, they were able to like, you know, mass, not mass produce, but like basically print out some high, um, high value pieces and they would give them. But the thing is they would cash them out themselves at first, but then after a while you can't keep cashing out the same ones. (laughs) So what they would do is like, like this guy was like, he's kind of like mobbed up a little bit. So he uh, started running this thing of giving out pieces to people and like his wife knew like some nice lady down the street who was a single mom and stuff. And she was like, you know, she's such a nice lady. You should give her one to give her a million dollar piece. But the problem is once he gave her the million dollar piece, he's like, all right, you owe me, you know, 75% of that. And she's like, all right, whatever. It's still 25, 250 grand. Right. Um, and then he's like, because she's involved in this criminal thing, he can keep coming after her and coming after her to the point where like now she's broke. You know what I mean? After, after everything, he just kept taking a piece and kept taking a piece. Cause like, remember I fucking, I'll sell you out. If you don't give me more money, you owe me money every year. Like, just, and, and again, as always happens, it's like, you, you, they just got greedy. And of course they got found out. Cause then now there's like 15 ball <laughs> boardwalk pieces <laughs> being, uh, you know, cashed in throughout restaurants that's, and McDonald's knows they've only made two. Yeah. That's so that's so I love picturing a mob movie where it's like, uh, I'm going to make him an offer. He can't refuse. And they <laughs> open up the briefcase and it's just one boardwalk piece. <laughs> <laughs> take your pick park place or boardwalk. Go ahead. Take care of him, man. Yeah. Um, but that's, yeah, uh, yeah. Don't get involved in the mob. Never underestimate people's boredom. So it's just like, listen, create tremendous change. And the reality is, you just don't get greedy. Enough is enough. Like, you should be able to have an awesome life off 500. Just do it once and be happy you got a million dollars free. Like, that should be enough for you. Like, holy shit. 
I some, won the scam lottery. When something's that easy, it's just too hard to not keep going back to it. And then the thing, the thing that fucks everybody up is that they overspend because they know they can always go back to that well. And mm-hmm. then they go, they rely on that, that, that thing or that income or whatever. And they go, well, I can always, I'll, yeah, I'll buy a Bugatti. I can always just, you know, right. go, go back. And but it's get like, cause people who are reasonable aren't the type of people who pull off right. fraud, <laughs> you know, like they're yeah. not like some dude who's just like, I only need like 70 K to live. It's not the type of person who pulls off a, fraud scheme that rips yeah. off a giant corporation for millions of dollars because people who are who do that are just like they're just i don't know just something about those people where they're living a, a certain life that's not going to end well and they know yeah. it it's like uh the best thing i think it was half baked he's like we're not we um uh, we're not drug dealers we're we're um dear i'm totally fucking fine. we're not we're not drug dealers we're fundraisers like that's, that's mm. you got to be a fundraiser if you want to get away with the scam. Yeah, mm. that's right. Speaking of which, you need to invest in Bitcoin. Anyway, um, <laughs> speaking of scams, no, no. Um, I I think I think that like if I was a uh, which if I you know a good scam artist, you just should like I think constantly about counterfeiting money. Mm-hmm. And how easy it would be to do it well. Cause I would just counterfeit. I would counterfeit. First off, I think I would counterfeit $2 bills because yeah. everyone always is, it's, it's hiding in plain sight. Everyone's yeah. always no, no, so it's too, excited. People look at it though. They get excited. You don't want it to be excited. But no one knows what they look like. Cause we never yeah. see them. And it's like, a, it's like, it's like, remember in oceans 12 where they got to break into the, in the place and they're like fuck we need like a big distraction that creates excitement and so they mm-hmm. have julia roberts play julia roberts like her yeah uh, her, her character for whatever reason. it's that it's everyone gets excited so they don't even question what it is right it's it's the julia roberts in oceans 12 of currency yeah, they just no one. They just go, holy shit! It's a two dollar bill, and then they look at it and are excited and put it. But away. don't you not? Don't you not want them to look at it? Don't you want it to be like if you just counterfeited twenties or tens? Don't like do I just 20s. feel like people people see it like tens maybe. Like people are just are so used to them that like they don't. You don't want it to like stick out. Whereas a two dollar bill, I know people who don't even spend two dollar bills, and they're like, oh, I have a two dollar bill. I'm like, it's <laughs> worth two dollars. Like, what do you? It's not worth more. Yeah. Like, what do you, it's I worth know. $2. Like what? But people like are like I'm holding on to this $2 bill. It's cool. I'm like, "All right, whatever, man." Yeah, I think those people that get away with like celebrity uh like celebrity impersonators that get away with it, it's because they are like, "Yeah, I'm Robert De Niro." And you don't expect to see Robert De Niro everywhere that you go right. like Maybe he just looks different on screen. <laughs> like, right, right. You, yeah. You just let it go. Um but yeah, I was always I was said this before but it's like i always think like god damn like every 10 years i realize how much easier it would have been to be a criminal 10 years ago right (laughs) (laughs) every 10 yeah like like it would have been so much easier to counterfeit money 10 years ago or 20 years ago you're like god damn it's so Christian, you really should have been a criminal in your 20s in the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> you ever hear like 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 bank robberies? Like you ever like watch an old movie or whatever? And like yeah. bank robberies in the 70s, like you couldn't catch those people. Like they come in with a gun, they get in the bag, they get in the car, you're you're out, you're done. Yeah. Now it's like like there hasn't been a bank robbery that has like that didn't go solved in like the last 20 years because the FBI takes it so seriously and like I don't know, but it's just I, like if you're in the 70s, like rob banks, dude, like you can get away with it. I didn't think bank robberies still happen, but they still do. I mean, not that they right. get away with it, but they still do. I remember my friend in uh, my friend in high school used to work at a bank and she said that somebody came up, uh, held, I, they might not even held a gun, but they just wrote a note saying, this is a robbery. Give me all the money. And she was like completely shaken up and like, and Shit. like it just happened. I was like, dude, people still rob banks. That's like that's the fucking craziest thing I ever heard. Like, uh, but apparently they still do. Like, if your town is small enough and your bank is small enough, like Bank of America right. will fuck you Did up. Did she? What happened? I don't know. She. I think they found them. I. I wonder if they had like the little blue explosion 
thing that they. <laughs> I mean, oh this yeah. Sophisticated bank robbery. See what you gotta do. You don't just walk in and say, "I have a gun. Give me the money," because then they're just gonna push the button or put the die in there. But if you right. go, if you go, pass a note that says, "Hey, teller lady, I have your kid." Yeah. He's kid. He's kidnapped, and if you give me any funny bills, he's going, and I will give yeah. your kid back when I leave this place and find out my money's real. Then you can steal everything you want. So you know, yeah, if you're a criminal. Then- just yeah, but then you have to kidnap and fuck her kid. Well, well, you know, listen. The what? second part is optional. What? what? Yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I. Yeah. Sorry, sorry about that, guys. Freudian slip. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but you don't even. You don't even have to though. You can just say you did. You know what I mean? What if the kid? She's been texting the kid. She sexed the kid as you were <laughs> as you're robbing the bank. You have to you have to get their you have to get their you have to get their schedules yeah. right. You know, and then what I mean? the bank teller's like, "I don't have a kid," and you're like, uh, "Your boyfriend, uh, I, boyfriend, I meant boyfriend." <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I meant, uh, sorry, I meant to go to window eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you um, Sheila? I was told to to try to rob from Sheila because <laughs> we have blackmail on her. Yeah, because um, like every I'll movie just, now. Any bank robbery movie now you see, it's like they scope out the place for like a year and they're like, that's Sheila. She takes lunch at 3 p.m. This is her whole day and all this stuff. And Yeah. I, you are. They always they're always casing the place. But if that were me with like I would be the type of robber who I would case the place and then never commit to doing it. That that would be a fun <laughs> that would gotta be a fun movie. It's like you're saying yeah. at three PM, Sheila takes she walks her dog fluffy at three thirty. Always leaving the back door open when she's taking a cigarette break. And all this planning The vault and then, is open. <laughs> yeah, the vault is open. And then a year later, me and my friend I planned with were like, hey, whatever happened to – oh, we should have done that, dude. Ah, that was a good idea. That was such a good idea. <laughs> oh, but we just kept not doing it. Or you just like – you're following along Sheila and then her life becomes like a reality show. You're like, well, I got to watch what happens now. Sheila's got a fucking <laughs> recital. Her daughter has got a recital coming up. I, I can't just <laughs> stop pictures. watching now. I want to know how she does. Like, this clearly means a lot to her. <laughs> you have pictures of your wallet of her kids. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. is Benny. Uh, <laughs> Benny made JV. Uh, it's a good point guard. The vault is open for three to five minutes a day. And you're just like, I just like I don't want to rob the bank. I just like knowing that I could. <laughs> if I wanted to. That's just what gets me off. It's so weird that money now is like just electronic. Mm-hmm. Just like it kind of reminds you of like the invisibleness of it itself. I mean, that's what cryptocurrency does. It just makes you be like, it makes you question what money is because you're like, money is just. Technically, anything two people agree upon for exchange, in a way. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. And it's, conf- it's like, confidence in it. Yeah, and it's weird that like the bank, like like I used to think banks had all the money in them, like yeah. like screw like the Scrooge McDuck thing of swimming right. in gold coins. I was like, yeah, that room exists, where it's just all of the dollar bills. But now I'm pretty sure they don't need that. They just need probably a few thousand, like not a few thousand, maybe like there's probably like $20,000 in the bank in just their desk drawers. And otherwise it's all just a number. And that's like, that's what money is. It's just this number that hangs over your existence. Yeah, that's it. It's, uh, it's just a bunch of, uh, fake arbitrary zeros. And then, you know, they just keep piling up and you just, if we run out, you just keep printing more. And then for some reason, milk costs like $9. We're like, why is that? And you're like, I don't know. I don't know. We printed too much of it, actually. You know, it's fucking. All right. Then just delete two of the zeros and yeah. we're fine. <laughs> like, it doesn't even make sense. Oh, uh, dude. Uh, but, and, but that's another thing about like not like some. Did you see the clip of Biden? Some reporter was like, Mr. Biden, uh, President, Mr. President, uh, what are your thoughts on, uh, you know, people's fears of rampant inflation in America? And 
Biden. It was like a hot mic in quotes oh, yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Biden ignores the question and under his breath in <laughs> rock star Biden fashion says, what a stupid son of a bitch. Yeah. And, yeah. and the they play it. That, though was yeah. that he asked the, the, the guy, the guy is a goofball. Like not to, yeah. you know, I'm not picking a side here, but the guy, there's actually a video clip of like several politicians, like John McCain, literally looking him in the eye going like, you're I a fucking that. idiot. But um, he asked Biden if inflation would be good for the economy. And then Biden just was like, what? Like, you're an <laughs> idiot. Like, Oh, I but, thought he asked if inflation was like a big deal. No, no, no. He asked if it was going to be good for – he's like, you think in a way inflation could be good? And he's just like, what? <laughs> Why would it be good? Oh, because uh, I, I perceive that as like uh, him saying that – a uh like him just saying that the guy was like hey inflation is scary um and uh he said what a stupid son of a bitch so um, I, I, that's not what he asked you're wrong no he said do you think inflation is a political liability in the midterms Biden deadpanned no it's a great asset what a stupid son of a bitch <laughs> so that that's so, what it was. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, I'm like, I don't think that, I remember watching it feeling like annoyed. And I was like, I think if the guy had asked if is it a good thing that his, no, you, that, you don't know who to trust. No, I mean, no, me, no, even no. me and Whitmer, I, even me and yeah, Whitmer. What I, that what I made me misremember that was Biden's response going, no, it's a good thing. That's what it was. Now, now, now that's. You're right. Biden yeah, is obviously. the one who said it was a good thing. I know and- it's sarcastically because he's like, do you think it's going to affect the midterms? And he's like, no, it's going to be great. Like, yeah, it's awesome for us. We love inflation. Like, it's like a sarcastic answer. You know what I mean? You're like, do you think inflation is going to affect you in the midterms? And he's like, no, it's going to make us be do great is the way I took it. But I don't know because I didn't I only heard the audio of him saying a stupid son of a bitch or whatever. Yeah, it's but it is. It felt like to me one of those things where I remember watching and just going like, "Wait, he asked a good question. Can you answer it?" But they tried to do like one of the like you know Biden hot mic, just speaks his mind moments, and you're right. like that did not feel like a mic drop at all. But we're gonna the the um the Democrats are gonna get absolutely obliterated. <laughs> this, I know. This, it's like how bad everything is and how like. And it's there's so many unforced errors and like it's just gonna it's like there'll never be a there'll never be a version of me that gets so frustrated where I become a Republican. Um, <laughs> you don't but, know that. You uh, don't know that. No, but like, like I mean, if somebody like a Mark Cuban runs under as a Republican or something, I will support him. But I would never then call myself a Republican. Um, but at this at this point, it's getting to an embarrassing level where like I definitely am not a Democrat, and I'm not even trying to be like I'm an independent. Like I just like there's literally no party that represents anything that I believe anymore because of how crazy and chaotic it's been, and nobody cares about trying to come up with the right solution. They just care about winning political points by calling out the other side for being hypocrites. And the thing is, both sides are hypocrites because both sides would rather be wrong than agree that the other side's right about something. So right. they just sit there and enjoy being wrong. And then <laughs> the, the Republicans will just be like, hey, you're definitely wrong about this. And they're like, nope, I'm right. You're racist. And you're like, yeah, I just don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. No, I mean, you summed it up well. Although, you know, don't say you'll never be a Republican. I'll get you. I'll get you over to. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get, get you. Over I'll get side. you over <laughs> to the to the good side. There's like one one thing I, I wanted to talk about because um, I was it's it's about a lot of things, but I um, I was looking for a projector online, and I long story short, I ended up getting in this like weird. There's kind of this scam, so I bought it. Um, so I ended up finding one, and it was like for you know I don't want to say, but anyway, it was for a lot less than it normally costs. This thing costs like three thousand dollars and it was marked for like you know closer to 500 or whatever and i was like oh wow that's that's a hell of a deal and i was like i was like that sounds crazy because it sounds like a crazy price to uh sell it for but you never know people's lives some people are just like rich and just need to get rid of stuff or like going through a hard time you need to get rid of stuff and like they're just they don't care so i was like all right let's do this 
So I, I do it, I th do it through my credit card and they're like, oh, I'll send you my shipping information. Here's your shipping. Send me the shipping information. I'll send you the package. So sent the shipping information through PayPal and everything. They have my address and then they send me a UPS tracking number. And then, uh, you know, it's a, the day of it says delivered. So I look outside and I'm like, eh, it's not here. That's weird. <laughs> Maybe it's coming later in the day. Sometimes UPS marks it as delivered because they yeah. have a lot of shit on the truck. The whole day goes by. It doesn't come. And I'm like, I'm starting to think this might be a scam. And then I, like, I reach out to PayPal and UPS saying, hey, this thing didn't come, whatever. And I'm like going through the UPS stuff. And it says it's delivered to my town, Wilton, Connecticut. So I look at the address that they sent. On the PayPal thing, it says ship to Christian Duran, XYZ, Wilton, Connecticut. But on the UPS thing, it says ship to like Schroyer at in Wilton, Connecticut. And I was like, oh, this is probably a scam. And then I reach out to PayPal and they're like, all right, we'll send the thing. So they uh, so PayPal goes, uh, we'll reach out to the seller. I'm like, well, they're the fucking scammers. They're going to like, of course. <laughs> so so then the next day uh, I get a new tracking number. It's a new tracking number shipped oh, to Wilton. It's out for delivery today. And I look at the, I compare the two tracking numbers and the first tracking number, the weight of the, of the package is like 3.7 pounds. And the second <laughs> one, the package is 7.8 like pounds. I'm like, okay, all right. I'm like, if it comes, okay. If it doesn't, it's obviously a scam. I'm like, and I, again, I put this on my credit card, so it's way easy to get this back. And I didn't, right. like, I was like, did no you order it from, would you from a website or from? Uh, the stupidest part was I, I found it on Craigslist. And then uh, <laughs> yeah. if, if they don't want to meet up on Craigslist, then it's not real. If they're going to yeah. ship it to you. And I was yeah, like, I, yeah. I never had experience with that. But I have learned yeah. that so many times. Really? We're, trying, we're trying to order a prostitute. If they don't, <laughs> dude, if they don't want to meet up, it's yeah. just pride just. So buyer, buyer beware, but you know, you yeah. live and you learn. So, okay. So it now yeah. is 7.2 pounds. Now it's 7.2 pounds. The projector's gaining weight. It's not yeah, taking exactly. care of itself. <laughs> <laughs> so then I, so I'm like, you know what? If you know, maybe look, benefit of the doubt, maybe they're actually exactly who they say they are. I'm overreacting, whatever. So then like delivered shows back up again and i look outside because the first one said delivered at the rear door and i was like i don't have a rear door so now this one says, <laughs> you're like deck like in the back they like yeah. went through your backyard <laughs> yeah the, the most <laughs> convoluted way to get to my house so then uh it was like left by the garage and i'm like all right let's go to the garage and it's not there i was like well that's definitely a scam and it was like and then I looked it up and I was like, this is such a, this is a, a scam thing. And it was like so interesting to me that they can come up with a fake tracking number and like have it. I don't even know how that works, but it was like, it's so, it's pretty genius in a way. And all they're doing, the scam is just to like keep delaying and keep delaying. They're like, oh shit, shit. Uh, I went to the wrong place. Oh fuck, fuck. Uh, we'll send it to the right place this time. And it's just delaying and delaying to like hold on to your money to the point where they can't get it back, I guess. But PayPal was able to like, I just called PayPal up. I'm like, there's a lot of red flags with this. Uh, my name is different. They didn't ship it. I didn't get it. All of a sudden they're like, yeah, I can. I'm pretty sure this is a scam. Let's get your money back. And they, I got it back instantly. But nice. one of the things that like, it's made me think is because I've been watching like the Netflix documentary, the Tinder, Tinder swindler. Have you guys heard of this? Yeah. Yeah. I heard of it. The Tinder swindler and like, there's like, I don't know why, but there's been like three other con man things I've been watching. Like, Inventing Anna was is a new yes. one. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I'm trying to ask like, what the fuck is going on with like con people? Is it like a Trump thing or is it like the Tinder swindler thing is like such an interesting story because it's it's a basically he's like a Bernie Madoff of the Tinder. So basically, what he did was like he would hit up one girl. And then be like, hey, I'm in town. Like, let's let's meet up for coffee. So he would take him out for coffee and then just like pay for everything. He's like, oh, shit, I got to go. Um, do you want to come on my private jet? And she'd be like, oh, my God. And then he would like take her out to like not nice dinners, on like private jet. He's like, this is my kid, blah, blah, blah. I, I'm like the son of a diamond dealer. I'm going, you know, to do business in X, Y, Z country. Would you like to come with me? So he would take the girl there. They would like hook up and like. The girl would like fall in love with him inevitably. And then like 
he would been send there, her pictures. Been there, go on. <laughs> <laughs> and then he would send her pictures of like, oh my God, like my bodyguard. He would send her pictures of his bodyguard and ambulance all bloodied up and himself like fucked up. And he'd be like, dude, my enemies are attacking us. Like my enemies. I know. Oh my my, I hated that. My enemies. And he's like, my enemies are like are after us. He's like, we, we, my business security person said, cancel all my credit cards and whatever. He's like, I need, you know, $20,000. Oh, like it starts off like $10,000 to like get to the next spot. Like yeah. I, I need your help. Cause I can't use my credit cards. Obviously, you know, I have money right. because I've, I've been using all the, you know, taking you out on planes and stuff. And he's like, I'll pay you back as soon as I can. So then like this oh. woman, like opened up credit cards and credit cards got like $250,000 in debt. So what he would do is oh. basically he would get a girl, get her to buy a bunch of stuff and then use her money to take out a different girl. Right. And then just like keep going and keep going and keep going. It was fucking insane. And he's fucking like insane. He went to jail for like a little bit and he's out again. Like it's. <laughs> and, now, yeah. and now he's uh, back on hinge. Uh, <laughs> he is. Yeah. Well, Twitter banned him, and but the thing is now he's like, uh, he charges like three hundred fifty bucks for like public speaking and like, like business advice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that like the business advice thing. Like the Wolf of Wall Street guy. I'm like, why are you doing business seminars? You're a business criminal. (laughs) Like, what? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, what do you like? What What is this? You know, honestly, Wolf of Wall Street, like, very solid movie. Uh, a little overrated because it kind of just plods along. I really believe that. But talk about is. talk about giving life and voice to an insufferable idiot who yeah, n- never should have any glamour of glamorizing. But that's of- the problem with everything. Is like if you watch that movie and think that it's glamorizing anything, you're. Yeah. I just don't like. This is a common thing that happens all the time. But like, it's like Gordon Gecko was like, "Oh my god, Gordon Gecko's awesome!" And then all these kids went into be Wall Street traders. I'm like, Gordon Gecko is an irre- irreprehensible person. He's a piece of shit. There's nothing in the movie that makes him re- likable, redeemable, anything. It's the same thing in Wolf of Wall Street. Like, you're watching this movie and you're like, every person in this movie is a piece of shit. Yeah. And like, to me, it's like almost like a black comedy satire of like that mm-hmm. attitude and culture. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I'm like, I don't know. I, I guess I just I, I, people are like, oh, you glorified this guy. I don't, I'm like, did he though? Did, it's did, not. It's not glory. But the thing is, it's not glorifying him. It's it's and people like and we always talk about this, but the death and nuance. But like, it's just the thing of like where people can't handle anything other than just like one to one allegory. Like the right. movie has to go. This guy is bad with a pointed finger. Right. For people to go, okay. All right, I like this movie. Like, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. The, yeah. The you're right. The brilliance of that movie, and I don't think I agree with you, Brett. I, it's not my favorite Scorsese movie, and I think it is a little overrated. But the brilliance of it is the last is the last scene. He's doing this seminar, and people, and it pans to the whole crowd of people wanting to listen to this guy be with the image of success like yeah you're not interested in the image the perception of success to listen to meanwhile the guy who took him down the fbi agent is fucking freezing on the subway cold on the subway there's no reward yeah. for doing the right thing only reward for doing ah, the despicable act that's the genius yeah. of that that's the message of the movie and it's not about and it's not going that's like great. this is the right thing to do and this is the wrong thing to do he's like it's about it's about the injustice of doing the right thing gets you no reward. That is right. a great – that's like – I don't know. That's much better than my takeaway from the movie. Can I tell you my takeaway? Sure. Margot Robbie is hot. I mean that is that – was, That was like – that was all my brain thought of at the end. I didn't see any of the images. Yeah. I was like, just damn. Holy shit. That's like her camera <laughs> – I mean I haven't seen a, a star come out like that like since Cameron Diaz in The Mask. Like when Cameron Diaz in the mask showed up, I was like, who is that? That's the hottest person that's ever lived. And then like Margot Robbie and Wolf of Wall Street, everyone was like, who is that? That's the hottest person ever. She really Mm -hmm. is. Yeah, she truly was. So, Um, but movie sucks. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a good place to leave it. (laughs) Anyway, guys, we got to go. Yep. All right. So uh, let us know where you're going to be, guys. 
Uh, just go on my Instagram, Nick Whitmer, guys. You know what to do. I am in Ipswich, uh, Maine, in Massachusetts this Friday. Ooh. And I'm having a uh, comedy show out of the house that I live in this Saturday. What? Um, and Wednesday, I don't know if I'll be able to pull it off, but Wednesday, well, I'm going to be doing something outside of a uh, art gallery. I'm doing something outside Sotheby's. Um, Ooh. Where uh, I'm going to wear um, a mask and I'm going to have my world's first analog NFT piece because uh, it's like an, the, it's an NFT auction. So I'm going to show up there with my thing. Anyway, keep All it right. on. If you want to see awesome. secure, if you want to watch Brett be escorted out by security on Saturday, by all means, check that's that out. Up. Uh, I'll be in the village uh, doing comedy this Saturday, six and eight PM shows. ChristianDuranComedy.com for all your Christian Duran needs for those show dates and times and locations. Guys, thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Peace. Bye, bye. Bye, players. <laughs>